Just one more time. Why don't we lift our hands to heaven? I, I'll probably ask you 500 times to do that. I'm, I'm old school Pentecostal. I don't know about you. I, I feel like God, I've been just like a cat on a hot tin roof last 24 hours. I feel like God wants to do something in the house tonight. If we dare to believe God, nothing's impossible. If we shift our dish to the All Things Are Possible network tonight, God, God will meet you at your point of faith. And I still believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I still believe that the same power that went into that garden tomb 2,000 years ago, uh, is available right now. Healing's available tonight. If you're sick in your body, I'm believing you're going to go home well in the name of Jesus because Jesus is alive. Oh God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing. Holy Spirit, would you come tonight? Father, come by your fire. Come by your anointing. Lord, let the rain of heaven fill this place. Lord, we don't just want to touch, but Father, we want to be changed. Lord God, we give you permission to touch us. Lord, we, we lay aside all of our stuff and tonight we're receptive to the Holy Ghost. And Lord God, have your way in this house in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you praise. We give you honour in Jesus' name. Do you love Him tonight? Isn't He awesome? Come on one more time. Clap your hands. Let's praise our God. It really, it really is my honour uh, to be here. And I'm, I'm sure, Pastor Rob, you introduced Joel and Ari Pittman there from our church. And, and they've been in our church forever and, and lead our team and do a great job. We've been doing this a long time together. It's the first time we've done ministry outside of our own church. It's just such a joy to be here with you. We're so honoured. And, and I, I just, I just want to say this, that I'm so grateful to be here. And, and this church, it's, a, it's an awesome church that, that, that God's hand has been on for a long, long time. And and, and uh, I preached here, we had a secret preach like last year, a little sneaky preach uh, for, for some pastors and leaders. And, and, and I preached and I begged. I said, Pastor Rob, please let me come back. It's been 10 years. And he was like, no. I said, please. He said, no. He said, please. So then I just asked Pastor Pauline and here we are. She said, yes. No, I... I <laughs> No, but can, can I can I just say this? I'm so so grateful. What you guys don't know is that your pastors aren't just uh, local church pastors. They are they're, they're pastors to many 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 pastors right across the state. And sometimes in your own church, uh, it's easy to take your pastors for granted. Like these guys, they, they take me for granted. Very disrespectful. No, they're awesome. But you know, it's so easy to just go. Oh, that's just Rob. That's just can I can I say honestly, uh, you you guys are so blessed. I know in some of my darkest days, these are guys that I've been able to turn to, and and, and they they lead the whole movement that our church is a part of. So technically, he's my boss. Uh, th that being said, I, I probably wouldn't do what he says, but I like him, and I but and, and uh, no, but but uh, but we love the we we love your pastors so so much. And can I can I say always be so grateful. Uh, because I know a lot of pastors and most of them aren't as good as them. And you're so blessed. And this is a great church. It's talked about right across South Australia. I don't, I don't know I, I don't know of a church in regional South Australia that's having the impact that this house is having. And can I say, be proud of your church. 
and be proud of what God's doing. And I mean, COVID-19's confused everybody. Everyone's a bit messed up in the brain. But my advice to you, stick with this house, God's hands on it. Where the favor is, I want to be. And I love this house. I'm so so glad to be here with you. It's been 11 years almost since I last preached here. It was 2010, I reckon, Josh. You, you, you didn't even have whiskers yet. And uh, now you've got whatever that is. But it's... <laughs> But we're, we're, it's nice, it's nice. Lord, we pray for a wife for Josh. Lord, we really do believe God for... He's agreeing in faith. He's receptive. Hey, I can do a wedding. I'm legally able to do it. So if anyone steps forward right now, we can do that right here. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today in the sight of God. Pastor Josh preached to our, our youth ministry in our church just a few weeks ago. Turn the place upside down. We love you. I'm so grateful to be here. I've got friends here. It's very unusual for me to have friends anywhere. I'm pumped. It's so good to see you. It's so good to be in Port Lincoln. Why don't you give your neighbor a COVID safe kiss on the cheek? Tell them you're glad, you're glad to see him. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. How are you? You good? Good job. Awesome. Praise God. Are you happy? Do you love Jesus? I mean, who comes to church on a Thursday night? No one comes to church on a Thursday night, but here we are. And uh, it's so good to see you. God is so good. If you, if you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of John. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, John. John chapter 7. We'll get in the Word in, in, in just a moment, but I, I really feel like for me I have... Uh, one passion in my heart, and, and of course, to see the church be all God's called her to be, but I want to see people encounter God. And so tonight, I'm going to preach on the Holy Spirit. I'm believing God, uh, by the end of this service tonight, you'll have an encounter with heaven. And so I just want to encourage you, be hungry, be expectant, because anything can happen uh, when hunger comes to church and faith comes to church. If you have a Bible, John chapter 7, John chapter 7 and verse Verse 37, and it says this, On the last day, the day of the feast, I'm going to read that again correctly. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, or if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. How many believe in him? I believe if we believe in him, the Holy Spirit's available to us in 2021. Uh, the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. This passage uh, is, is really something uh, because Jesus is, has found himself at the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles, I won't get too deep into that, uh, but, but I'll just say this. It was basically like mixing Christmas, Easter, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Royal Show Day, Casual Clothes Day, every single thing, all on the same day. But it was seven days of celebration. So they'd, they'd get together and they'd celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And it was a big hoo-ha. People came in from all over town. And then and then what the priests would do, the high priest would walk to the Pool of Siloam and get some gold uh, pitcher of water and, and pour it uh, 
onto the altar of sacrifice. And as, as he would do that, all of Israel would shout, uh, I draw with joy from the well, or with joy we draw from the wells of salvation. And they would celebrate this river. They would celebrate the river that I'm talking about. Jesus uh, gets up and, he, and he, he's in that meeting and he's watching them celebrate two things. They're celebrating a river that was, God's rivers of provision, how he brought them out and set them free. And then he is uh, uh, celebrate the, not Jesus, rather, the, sorry, the, 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 the Israelites are celebrating a river that's to come. So they're celebrating then and they're celebrating tomorrow. But what they didn't realize is the river in a person was standing right by them and that was Jesus. So he's here at this celebration and he, he interrupts it. He walks in and he says, Oi! And it's really the only time we read in, in the whole New Testament of Jesus yelling. And uh, he, he, he yells, he says, Hey! He said, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He says, He who believes as the Scripture said, he said, Out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And I want to just talk tonight for just a few moments on, on the rivers of the Holy Spirit. Every time uh, you look in the Scripture, or not every time, but most times you, you read, you'll start reading about rivers. And when you read about the river, it speaks about the Holy Spirit. Uh, Naaman, he had leprosy from head to toe. He got in the river and he dipped. And he dipped seven times. When he got up, his leprosy was healed. The Bible says in Psalm 46 and, uh, and, and verse number four, it says, there is a river. Somebody say, there is. It said, and I, the reason I got you to say it is I want to show you something. He says, there is a river. Here they're celebrating a river that was. Here they're celebrating a river that will be. But can I tell you tonight, there is a river present tense right now. The river of God. The river of God is not a style of church. The river is a person. His name's the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you. I'm believing God for one touch of that river. I remember when I was 14 years of age, there was a South African evangelist that came to Adelaide by the name of Rodney Howard Brown. I don't know if anyone was ever in any of those services. And they they changed my life. I was sitting on the front row, right about where you're sitting. And, uh, and he's pacing this, like, 8,000 people in the Adelaide Entertainment Center. Back, back when we used to be able to gather in large crowds. And, and he, he's, he's walking up and down. And he stops. He says, young man. He go, and he's got his accent. He goes, young man, come here. He says, lift your hands to heaven. He says, as you do, the fire of God comes upon you. So I did what he said. I came forward. I lifted my hands to heaven. As I did, the fire of God came upon me. I fell to the ground under the power of God. And out of my mouth, I couldn't speak English anymore. I started speaking in the Holy Ghost. Old school tongues. I'm bilingual. I speak fluent Modbury North. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I speak in the Holy Ghost. And you know something? English. I had to learn that. It took me about two years to get a bit of a handle on English. Uh, but I never had to take too much time to learn how to speak in tongues uh, because I, I, I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. I'm from a different place. I'm from heaven. So, so when I came forward and got touched, I didn't have to learn that language because that's the language I'm from. I'm an ambassador from heaven. So are you. And so he filled me with the Holy Spirit. God changed my life. And can I say, I've been talking about that river ever since. You know, as Christians, how easy is it to get dry? I don't know about you. You might be very perfect over here in Port Lincoln. When I sat by the water today and it was calm and 
everything was nice except occasionally you had some pretty nasty birds that would dive in and just eat your fish. But everything just seemed wonderful. Over in Adelaide, it's depressing over there. Who'd want to live in Adelaide? We got COVID over there, bit of hepatitis. We got the whole thing. But here in Port Lincoln, you sit here in Port Lincoln, it's peaceful. Maybe you, maybe you're just floating on air. But where I come from, I get dry. Sometimes Christianity, Christianity is wonderful. Sometimes church will drive you mad. Maybe this church, I know this church is perfect. Well, at least Pastor Rob, he said at dinner he thought it was, but I don't know. I... But you get, into, you get into the house of God, you get into the presence of God, you get in services, and you start serving, start off in the fire of God, but we dry out. Maybe it's been a long time since you've had an encounter with the river of God, but I want to remind you, that river's always there. It's perpetual. That, that river's always flowing. The river is the Holy Spirit. The river is, is God's person. And you and I can step into that river. And, and the Bible talks about that river being a, a river of living water. Revelation 22 says, He showed me a river of living water flowing from the throne and the Lamb. What does that mean? Well, Jesus gave us insight. A woman at the well comes to Him. And he, she, he, he says, can you give me a drink? And she seemed to oblige, and they just get into a conversation. And she says, uh, he says to her, rather, uh, let me tell you about water you can have. He says, it's called living water. And he says, if you drink that living water, you will never thirst again. That river that comes from heaven. That river of the Holy Spirit, if you drink that river, he, he, he satisfies. I, I don't know about you, but the world just, uh, it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And Jesus, he stands up and he, and he says, he says if, and the Bible says on the last day, that day of the feast. And speaking of that, I don't think it's an accident that Jesus talked about this on the last day. Because there's something about the last days and the power of God that seem to flow together. 800 years before Jesus uh, came to earth, ascended to heaven, Joel prophesied. He said, in the last days, says God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then 2,000 years later, uh, sorry, sorry, 800 years later, Peter says, uh, he says, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We're now 2,000 years later. If that was the last days, we're in the last microseconds. I mean, we are in the last of the last of the last days. You say, how do you know you're in the last days? Well, let's just talk about this for a minute. If I got up here December 2019, just say, Pastor Robert, finally let me come back and preach. <laughs> I would have come back and I could have, I, not that I would have, but if I had got up and said, you know, three months from now, we're not going to be gathering. Three months from now, there will be a toilet paper shortage. I don't, know if, I don't know if that happened in Port Lincoln. It happened in Modbury, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, I got a whiff that toilet paper was disappearing, so I got ahead of the fray, and I got stockpiles just in case the rapture happened. My wife and I had one fight during COVID, and it was because she gave away some of my toilet paper to a family in the church. I thought, how dare she? And I said to her, how can you take this away from me? Anyway... But if I told you that, that we'd be running out of toilet paper, we'd be wearing masks, you wouldn't be able to go to Victoria. Most of you would be fine with that. But <laughs> if, I, if I said to you that our international borders would be shut for nearly two years, that we'd have to, that, 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 that we'd have to socially distance, 
If I said to you, you couldn't have your mother-in-law over to your house, most of you would be thrilled about that and say, let the disease continue. But, but here's the thing. This, this thing, if I, if I had got up in front of this church and said, three months from now, international travel stops, three months from now, there's going to be a pandemic, you would have said, that guy's cooked. Ah, you might be thinking that now without me prophesying these things. But the truth is, uh, the, I don't believe that, that this is... Stuff doesn't bring on the... Uh, the coming of the Lord, that's in his timing and in his authority. And, 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 but, but let me say this, I, I think the stage is being set that I think we can start to realistically believe that at any point now, Jesus could come back. And, and I believe when he does come back, he's not coming back for a church less powerful than the one that he left. I'm believing the church is going to come back for us alive, full of the fire of God, full of people like you and me. Do you believe in the power of God? Anyway, I'm saying all of that to say this. He says, he says, on the last day, I believe we're in the last days. God's doing something on planet Earth, but one thing I can tell you. People say, what's going to happen? Well, I can tell you one thing the Bible says, this gospel is going to be preached to the end of the earth and then the end will come. We're going to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. And I'm believing God, even right now tonight, God wants to start something in the Spirit of God in this house and, and we'll see God do something supernatural in the name of Jesus. Jesus stands up and he says, if any man thirsts, and then he just preaches in two verses, three verses. And in these three verses, he really just preaches a five-point message. And so to save time, I didn't try to come up with mine. I just thought I'd preach his because he, I think he did an excellent job. Jesus was a great preacher, by the way. He's the one guy I know that could preach the things that didn't even have ears in that listen. He preached to a tree and the thing died. It was a pretty blunt sermon. One time he preached to the wind and the waves. Even they got saved and fell out under the power of God. You and I need to understand that when, when, when Jesus is declaring something, it's available to you and me right now by the Spirit of God. And so Jesus says, he gets up. So here's Jesus' message. So I'm borrowing his message tonight. He says, he says if any man thirsts, these are the keys to receiving the power of God. He says, if any man thirsts. What's the first key to receiving from the river of God? Number one, it's thirst. The Bible says in Psalms, as a deer pants for the waters. So longs my soul after thee. The, the, the Bible talks about, David says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek thee. My flesh longs, my soul thirsts for you. The Bible says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I know I'm a bit noisy uh, and yelling a little bit, but this stirs my spirit. Because what I'm preaching is not locked up in Scripture. This power is available right now. This anointing, you can feel God. You can feel His presence. Let me tell you, you step into a natural river, you're going to feel the waters. You're going to, you're going to, feel, the, you're going to feel the flow. You're going to feel it move. I mean, if you get in the River Murray without a life jacket, you could be in a lot of trouble. That thing's big. A river's big. And, and Jesus talks about that river within us. And He says, if any man thirsts. Do you know we can thirst for things that don't actually satisfy our thirst? You know, for me, if I... Go to McDonald's. You can you can go to McDonald's and I, I like to get it. I like to get a Coke in, in, in postmix. I just think it's better in a postmix than it is in a can. Get a little bit of ice and the, the condensation on the side. And, and I, I drink Coke, not like Pastor Rob. He's on heavier beverages than I am. That's not true. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Pastor Rob does not drink anything like that. Pastor Pauline, on the other hand, she. <laughs> Lord God, we, we know the pressures. You know, 
So this, you can get a Coke. You know it satisfies thirst for a minute, but it actually leaves you worse off than you were before you had it. And I believe in the, in the craziness of 2020. The church's thirst, a lot of people's thirst went to the wrong place. A lot of people try to quench their thirst with natural things. And I, I feel the Spirit of God even speaking to me and say, you need, you need to redirect your thirst. You know, if I leave the Coke for a week and I just go for the sparkling water, for the, for the sparkling water, for, for, the, for the Mount Franklin, for the, for, for the pump, if you're really thirsty. And, and you, you, you get that, you get, after about a week, you, your thirst changes. When you get thirsty, you want that. And, and I want to encourage us, if, we, if we'd say, God, I'm thirsty for your anointing, God will fill your cup. I don't know if anyone here has Twitter. Uh, I was really on Twitter years ago when it was big. I still have it. But, I, but, but Twitter, it's kind of like, I don't, can't describe it. It's sort of like Facebook, but it's less exciting. But it is what it is. So I had Twitter really to just see what the president was doing in America when he was allowed on Twitter. I'd just have a sneaky look just to keep up with what was going on. And so I, I had Twitter. I was preaching in Texas at, at a fairly large conference. And and, and uh, there, there's a lot of people at this conference. And, and before I went to the service that night, I was traveling with a guy from our church by the name of Dan. And, and, and I'm, I open my phone and I'm on, I'm on Twitter and I'm tweeting away and having a look at the, uh, what, what's being said there. And, and I get a notification that someone's mentioned me in, 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 in the Twitter. And, and they tweet and they say this, uh, I'm going to the service at this church and and uh, I'm believing that, and they, they tag my name in the tweet, and that David Hall's going to pray for me, and, and, uh, and she says in this tweet, her name was Deirdre, she says, I'm believing that I'm going to be slain in the spirit. Is there anyone that's been in church a long time that you know what that means? I mean, we don't use that language anymore because I feel like slaying is not really what we're about. We don't want to sl- people slain. It's a bit too Trojan. I, I think it may be a little bit more delicate. People touched, people ministered to. Slain is a little, I mean, I like seeing people under the power of God. Oh, that's great. But slain, that's a, that's a bit American. But she says, oh, I'm going to be slain in the spirit. So I preach at this conference. There's maybe 1,500 people there. Just, and the only reason I'm telling you how many are there are not to... I don't care too much about it, but just to put in perspective what the odds are, I preach, and there's this couple on the front, I pray for them, and I can tell you their names, John and Sandy, and, and, and I just found myself, Pastor Rob, I just said, that girl up there, you're wearing a brown dress, come forward, so she comes to the stage, I bring up on the platform, I said, lift your hands to the Lord, I want to pray for you, and, and she, I said to her, I said, what's your name? And I'm telling you right now, she goes like this, <laughs> Deirdre. I, and I said, are you the Deirdre from Twitter that tweeted that you're going to be touched by God? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'm making that part up, the laugh. I can't remember. But she seemed very excited. She's like, yeah. So I said, well, so be it according to your faith. I put my hand on her head. I said, in the name of Jesus, the power of God touches her. She hits the floor under the power of God. And, and, and I mean, faith began to rise in the house and people start getting touched. Why? Because one girl, she had a thirst. Oh, if any man thirsts or any girl called Deirdre thirsts, let him come under me and tweet. The Bible says, that doesn't say, let him come under me and, and drink. 
Can I tell you, thirst places a demand on the power of God. Oh, God, I thirst. I've got to have you. I, I need a touch. You know, some Christians, are, I don't know, we, we, we think, oh, the touch of God's good. The teenagers need it. I think the adults need it more than the teenagers. I need a touch more now than when I was a teenager. Oh, it's tough being a teenager. No, it's not. You get up when you want. You're fed. You have no bills. It's not tough being a teenager. It's wonderful. It's hard being a parent when you've got two little people that just eat your food and mess up your house and, and you love them and they fight each other. And, and it, try being a pastor. I need, being a pastor, it's, I nearly fell uh, to the ground. My whole life just flashed before my eye. Being a pastor is wonderful, but people, I mean, sometimes I, I, I think I'm here, but for all I know, I might be in a padded room just sitting in a corner going, ministry, 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 ministry. I don't know. But, but, but what I do know is I need the touch of God now more than ever. I thirst for his presence. And, and I don't know what your church background is. Maybe you're new to this church and you've been coming because they got that new sign and, and it was very exciting. I don't know. But, but maybe you've grown up in church, you served God. When did we ever graduate from needing the power of the Holy Spirit? I thirst. I thirst. There's a hunger. There's a thirst. If any man thirsts, then Jesus says, let him come or let her come. What does that mean? We thirst, then we yield. Somebody say yield. I want to talk about yielding for a minute. If I don't talk about anything else, I'll talk about this because this is the whole key to receiving from heaven. Yielding. Yielding, it's, it's, it's one of those words, it's like tangible. We use it, but we don't fully know what it means. Like if I said, let's yield, you'd be like, yes, we're yielding. How? Oh, I don't really know, but, but I'm giving it, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, so, so I didn't know how to yield. So I'm, I go to get my license. So I'm, I'm in Adelaide. So I, I, I thought, where do I get my driver's license from? So I thought, all past driving school. That sounded like the odds were pretty good. So I went with them. I failed my first driver's test. But I, so it was a slight wrong name. So, so I'm driving up McIntyre Road, right near where our church is. And I remember, he starts talking to me about a give way sign. And uh, I never thought about this before, but he says, when you give way, it's not like stop. When you give way, what that means is you're getting into a different flow, a different flow of traffic, and it could be moving at a different speed, whatever it is. He said... Give way means give way to that flow. So if, if they're doing 60, you make sure you get into that, that new flow of traffic at 60. Don't get in there at 40 and slow down the flow of that traffic. It's dangerous. Wait until you can, I'm using my language now, he didn't say this, but submit to that flow and get into that flow because if you get in that flow when they're flowing, then... They, they, you're going, but if I pull into an 80 zone and I'm doing 40, I interrupt that flow. People have to slam on the brakes. And, and, and so I'm saying all that to say this. I went to the United States as a, a teenager and around the same time, we're there. And, and I see the, the road signs. They're all the same. They've got stop. We've got stop. They've got, they've got their signs. We have our signs. They have a give way sign, but their give way sign doesn't say give way. It says yield. So then one day I'm at a church service and the preacher says, you've got to yield to the Holy Ghost. I thought, I know what that means. I've got to give way. I've got to get into his flow 
I can't interrupt his flow. I want to I get where he's moving rather than try, be, being the blockage. Some people, they've got the ministry of wet blanket. They think it's their job to quench the Holy Ghost. I say we've got to let God move. We, I don't, I don't want to be the stick in the mud when the Spirit of God's moving and we're judging. Is that the Spirit? Is that the flesh? No flesh will glory in his presence. Eventually, when his presence is moving, things come into divine order anyway. And God wants to touch people. Oh, man, my faith's getting stirred just a little bit. But, but, but here's the thing. When it comes to giving way to the Spirit of God, what is it? It, it, it is submission to his anointing. Saying, God, would you touch me? Yielding to the Holy Spirit. When Stephen was getting stoned, and I, he, wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't getting, they were stoning him. And, and so when they're stoning him, just before they stone him, he starts preaching. He says, you are stiff-necked. You are uncircumcised in your heart. He says, you always resist the Holy Ghost, just like your fathers did. I mean, if, I was, if they were threatening me with death, I would have gone with a softer approach. I would have, I would have been more encouraging. He's like, you. And he, starts, and he says, you always resist. In Acts chapter 7, verse 51, he says, you always resist the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be that guy. So I, so, so I look up this word, uh, resist. And, and you know what the opposite to resist is? One of the words is, to yield. I think we resist the Holy Spirit. Sometimes just in our own self, we, we resist the Holy Spirit. The book of Psalms talks about again and again, they frustrated God because they limited the Holy One of Israel. They forgot about His power. I think we place limits on what God can do. You know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in this house. And sometimes we come to church on Sunday, we limit God. Oh, Pastor Rob's preaching. Oh, right, Pastor Rob, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy or so whoever's worship leading their worship, they're good. They're, can I say, e- even when we come in and just go, oh, this is just my church. What have we done? We've just limited what God could do. If we come in faith, yeah. anything can happen. Bit of bright-eyed, bushy tail, expectant, believing God. I-, I love it when I get to leave church and go, wow. Wow. Somebody say, wow. Now say it backwards. Say, wow. Yeah. If any man thirsts, let him come. Yield, resist. When he says resist, what does it mean? Anti-pipto. So I knew what anti meant. It meant the opposite of, so I looked up pipto. And it means the opposite of stepping in, falling in. Stepping in and falling in. We stand back, we don't step in. We don't lean in, we lean back. My encouragement to you is let's, let's not be resistant. Let's yield and say, Holy Spirit, have your way. How do we yield? We say, Lord, tonight's my night. Lord, I'm hungry. Hunger yields to the Spirit of God. Faith yields to the Spirit of God. It says, God, I need you to touch me. He says, if any man thirsts, let him come under me. And then he says something else. He says, and drink. Can I borrow your water bottle, please? I'm not going to drink. I just said, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. This, this, this is quite cold, actually. It's quite nice. I might actually steal your water. I don't know. Uh, he, he, here's the thing. If any man thirsts, let him come. And here we are tonight. We, we, we got water. But you know, until I take that lid off and drink that water, that water's here. It can't refresh me until I drink. It can't refresh me until I taste and see that God is good. If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And then he goes on. I'll give that back to you. I was tempted, but I'm going to leave you with your water. He said, he said oh, I'm not really, oh, well, thanks, Pastor Rob. That does look good. At least that one's not secondhand. She's already had some of hers. So, so. <laughs> Then he says, I'm nearly done. 
two of you taking notes look tired, so I'll try and speed this up. He, 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 said, he, 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 says, he says, let him come. He says, under me and drink. So we drink. Can I, can I say this? I don't know about you, but naturally speaking, we can get dehydrated. Did you know that? We can get dehydrated. But I, I believe spiritually we can get dehydrated. In the natural, when we're dehydrated, we get dry eyes. We get disoriented, disorientated. We get irritable. We get apathetic. I see those things happening spiritually. Dry eyes. In other words, we don't weep over what moves God. And dry eyes give blurred vision. We lose our vision when we're dehydrated. So what do we do? We drink. We, we get irritable. Have you been around irritable Christians? Even their tongues are grumpy. You put them in a prayer meeting to pray. They ruin the whole thing. Everything's going great until brother irritable. Oh, God. Mad devil. He's had a big victory this week. He's miserable. The worship's great. How can you be? I, can, I don't even know how you can be a miserable Pentecostal. It's amazing. I want to be full of joy and full of, but what happens, some, some people, some people, it's a drinking problem. They need a drink. They just need the living water of God. Because you know something, when, when, when we're dehydrated, we actually have slower movements. I even think sometimes we need a drink of heaven just to get things going right again. Anyway, I'm going to move on before I offend the board and the eldership. He says, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Then he says, he who believes. So number four, he says, believe. Can I say this? If, if, you, if, you, if you can catch this, I, I feel like this will unlock it all. A lot of us believe in God, but we forget to believe God. I mean, everyone that's a Christian here, we believe in Jesus. But are we believing Jesus for something? I'm not talking about material things. That, that, that can be part of it, but... I don't just believe in God. I believe God right now in this room wants to touch people. He says, he who believes, as the scripture said, well, what do you believe about the Holy Spirit? I believe he's real. I believe he wants to touch people. I believe there's a river. I believe that river uh, it can, can transform and satisfy your life and change things, game changer. In this house, I'm believing for a fresh touch of the river of heaven to flow in this house. In the name of Jesus, in, in just two minutes, I'll be finished. And then we're going to pray. I'm going to believe God wants to do something. He says, let him come unto me and drink. He who believes, as the scripture said, he says this, out of his innermost being, out of her, out of their innermost being flows. And I want to show you this. This just blew my mind. I've read it a thousand times, but this just jumped out of my spirit. He says, will flow rivers. A river flows in, but rivers flow out. One touch of the Holy Spirit can spring forth out of us. Maybe one of the rivers is tongues. Maybe one of the rivers is joy. Maybe one of the rivers is answered prayer. Maybe one of the rivers is deliverance. Maybe one of the rivers is healing. One of the rivers is breakthrough. I don't know what river God's called to have flowing. Maybe it's a word of knowledge. Maybe it's one word from heaven that changes everything. And maybe, what song are we going to close with? Can you minister to us on the, on the, on the ivories, please? That, that would be awesome. You're Paula's sister. I ask you that every time. And what's your name again? Kimberly, you're the better one. Kimberly Boardman. Are you still a Boardman? Yes, now she needs to hear it. Bless God. If any man thirsts, if any man thirsts, 
Kimberly Boardman. Every time I'm in Sydney and I see her sister, she comes up and she just says how much she loves Port Lincoln, how wonderful it is. I think, well, why don't you live there? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it's so good, move back. <laughs> I'd take Port Lincoln over Sydney any day of the week. Anyway. Oh, really? I forgot what I was saying. Rivers, rivers. Rivers, Pastor Rob. One flow comes out many streams. Prosperity, blessing. The favour of God. I want the river. You know, tonight God wants to fill people with His anointing. How long since you've had a touch from God? How long since you've allowed God to fill you? When's the last time you left a church service? Touched by the power of God. We, we had a Bible college service at our church just the other, on Tuesday night. People walked out of church totally drunk in the Holy Ghost. Remember when we used to believe that stuff? I, I, remember, I remember that was normal in church. You just have encounters with God. People leave. They, they need help getting to their car because God touched them. And I'm not trying to use suggestion to try and manufacture something. What I am saying is tonight it, we've come out on a Thursday night to these awakened nights and I believe God wants to awaken something in the Spirit of God in this place and I just wonder if just for a few moments we could stand to our feet lift our hands to heaven the power of God's going to fill the house the touch of heaven if you're hungry He'll fill your cup if you're hungry He'll minister to you Lord Jesus we love you we bless you Father thank you for your anointing Lord God, fill this house. Hey, Joel, can we sing that again? There's a hunger and a thirst. Can we do that? Church, can we just take a minute? Let's just let this meeting breathe. Let God touch us. I believe God wants to do something in the house in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We love you. We worship you. You are good. You are kind. You are supernatural. Jesus.